Hello and welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm Kim Davis, Editorial Director at MarTech. Joining us in this episode of Dun & Bradstreet's sponsored series, Data Makes the Difference, we have Sally Slark, Dun & Bradstreet's SVP of Digital Audiences. Welcome, Sally. Hi, Kim. So what we're seeing is that in today's business landscape, companies are increasingly recognizing the importance of informed decision-making when it comes to allocating their marketing budgets. Growing reliance on data analytics, audience segmentation, and personalized targeting is creating more effective advertising strategies. So let's talk about the significance of data-driven insights for optimizing marketing programs. Sally, what are you observing in changing trends in B2B and B2C client behaviors? Sure. I mean, I think that there's always going to be um, key differences between B2B and B2C client behaviors, right? So when you think about B2C, as a general rule, it's a decision maker of one versus decision maker of six to 10 people when you think about B2B um, buyer's journeys. Um, B2C is traditionally a lot more transactional, whereas B2C is a lot more relationship-based when it comes to the buyer journey. And um, the, the buyer of the B2C side is a lot more impulsive, right? They don't do as much product evaluation, whereas on the B2B side, lots of deep research, product evaluation before they make a decision, right? Um, but we are sort of seeing a blurring of the lines in some other areas, right? So we're kind of seeing um, B2B sellers want to reach the customer everywhere, right? So they want to connect directly with customers regardless of whether or not they're buying for themselves or whether they're buying on behalf of a company and they want to connect with them wherever the buyer is online, right? So whether it's whatever website it is or whatever content they're consuming, they want to be in from them, right? So increasingly marketing is there is B2B and there's B2C, but there's also a movement called A to A, which basically is becoming all to all marketing. Right, and so you start to hear that term a lot more. And data is super important to that all to all. Interesting, all to all—that's a new term to me. Um, <laughs> so, how are you seeing personalization play a role in B two B advertising strategies? And where's the use of data come in when you're trying to do personalization? Yeah, for sure. So, I think um, the first thing to think about is like who is the buyer nowadays in the B two B market, right? So according to Forrester, 64% of business buyers are actually millennials or Gen Z um, boomers, right? So the, the demographic of the buyer is has changed, right? And the way that the dem that demographic, the way that buyer consumes um, information has changed as well, right? So um, most of them, like a third of them, are buying for their organizations using self-guided dis digital channels. They are used to and they expect online personalization. They have high expectations of B2B e-commerce, right? Um, it needs to be super informative. They go to sources, they look for third-party resources, and then when they're ready to buy, they want it to be click to buy, right? They want to do this stuff online. When they're dissatisfied, they're super, super vocal about it because they're used to being like that in their own consumer life, right? So it's definitely changed and data plays a huge part in that, right? In addition to, first of all, it, find, it, it plays a part in figuring out where they are online, targeting them online, making sure you're delivering the right information when they're online, right? And then giving them a seamless experience to actually purchase online. So yeah, accurate data is super key to winning in, those kind of strategy, in with this kind of environment. So let's focus in on 
a familiar part of our B2B, and that's account-based marketing. It's been with us for a while, but I'm interested in how it's evolving in response to the increased use of data. And are you seeing buying personas evolve? And if so, how? Yeah, I think, you know, look, ABM is a key tactic, right? Um, and it's always going to be there. This is a great question. But it's always been about personalization. So that hasn't changed at all. And increasingly, we need even more personalization. What we're seeing is there's more layering of data being used, right? So now what we're looking at when we think about the um, data sets for it, it used to be B2B. Now our data sets are B2B, B2, B2C, right? So we're looking for a connection between the consumer and the business decision maker. And so increasingly, you see a lot of like, uh, we get a lot of asks for sort of graph data that ties this business and consumer entity together. Um, mm -hmm. It's absolutely using data, like data using to inform content is super important. It's always been like that, right? So I think that sometimes marketers, marketers make the mistake of assuming what the, the buyer wants to see versus actually using the data to inform them. So, you know, data on pay points, business goals, interests, all that sort of stuff can help to find the content that you serve up in your ABN um, um, uh, uh, strategy. And then I think, too, that messaging has evolved. Like once upon a time, it was very logical, right, when you the kind of messaging that the marketer gave the buyer was kind of a data, a, a logical process-driven thing. It was all about sort of logics and features and things like that. And increasingly, we're seeing people include sort of more emotive um, driven messaging in that kind of the desires and benefits, like what they um, benefit from from purchasing, right? So we're seeing that kind of change as well. And again, data is helping with that because we're looking at what people are reading, we're checking what intent they have online, and then we're helping. That's helping inform ABM strategies. Okay, now let's talk about where the money goes. Um, we've been talking about the shifting consumer behavior and emerging digital trends. How are companies using data? to reevaluate and reshape their advertising budget strategies. Yeah, I think that, you know, online budgeting, uh, sorry, online marketing is only going to increase, right? Because what's happening is our buyers are spending more and more time online, right? And they have an expectation of e-commerce when they're online. So certainly we're seeing our customers or our brands spend more and more of their budget online. Um, I think digital is becoming ever more prevalent in B2B, right? And I think that's a result of the pandemic, right? We all got used to being in these offices online, right? And so B2B really shifted a lot of their budget to online to kind of capture that that buyer, right? And it's staying there. B2B spending currently is like 12, just over like 12 billion. The forecast is 16% growth in 23. So we're looking at 15 billion spent on B2B online in 2023. And this is a source from eMarketer. Social spending is considered the most effective channel of all of that, which when you think about it, like B2B marketers never really thought about social. Social's always been considered this area for sort of consumer habits, right? Or where you go personally. But now social spending is 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 increasing significantly and it's actually um, providing a return to B2B marketers more, marketers more than any other online channel. I think also, right, that you know, when you think about B2B, it's always bottom of the funnel we're talking about. And increasingly, marketers are realizing that they also have to fill the top of the funnel, right? So branding's becoming more prevalent. Um, kind of top funnel demand generation is becoming more prevalent. We're certainly seeing that with the budget that we're, that we're capturing here at DMB for the online piece. 
And at the end of the day, you know, we're looking, they're looking for accurate, informative data, right? It's a super important component of online targeting, particularly in B2B and top of funnel. So yeah, we're certainly seeing budgets be moved to online like more than they previously have been, which is great for DMB, right? In our digital business. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, uh, just a supplementary question there. This doesn't mean that buyers are no longer sitting down across the desk from uh, a sales representative in, you know, in real circumstances. It's just that the digital side of this has become so much more important. Yeah. I mean, I think that, look, we have sales teams ourselves, right? And we're still sitting across from the buyer and having conversations about either existing or upsell business, right? Or new business with them. But at the end of the day, I want to go back to that, you know, that stat that I said at the beginning, right? That 67% of, um, of buyers are millennial and Gen Z. And these, this buyer increasingly wants to do all their homework beforehand online, right? They want, to look, they want to look at third-party resources. They want to read content that's relevant. They want to be able to forward it to the other decision makers in that buying group, right? And so I think that if you're a company that doesn't understand kind of the, the necessity of online activity and then the value of data within that activity, right, for targeting and making sure the right message is there, you're really missing out, right, because certainly your competitors are doing it. So yeah, and I think when it gets when you get to the end or when you're in that bottom funnel stage, that's when face to face, that's when, you know, um, that's when you start sort of solutioning, that's when you start really digging into product, you start digging into use cases, you're building out, you know, your kind of your um your solution engineering, right? All of that stuff happens face to face. But there's a huge amount that happens prior to that, which is which is happening online. Okay. And related to that, something we already touched on, the kind of new normal. So many B2B teams are still working remotely or at least hybrid, and that makes gathering data even more, more of a challenge, doesn't it? Because rather than having one buyer sitting at their same office PC every day with a recognizable IP address, they could be working on all kinds of devices at many locations. How do you solve for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that data, using data that ties customer device and platform entities together is super important because then the business recognizes the buyer wherever they are, right? So there's numerous identifiers out there. Um, increasingly, where you'll, you'll hear people talking about the, the value of ID graphs within the marketing realm, right? ID graphs actually have existed for a long time in the ad tech world, but they're becoming ever more prevalent in the wider marketing world, right? We ultimately, what they do, and DMB has a solution that does this, it's stitching the customer's B2B identity together with their B2C identity. And I talked about this a little, a little earlier. And this is wordy, but it's essentially B2B2C, um, like marketing graphs, right? And so that's super important if you want to target a customer holistically. So we already talked about how much of the buyer journey, especially with millennials and Gen Z, Gen Z takes place before they engage with a brand doing self-service research and so on. How can you know about, how can you understand their behavior before they eventually engage and offer up their, their first-party data? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good question. This is where intent data comes into play, right? So cookies and other devices allow us to track the behavior of users and, um, it, and they allow us to track the behavior of users both on on the customer's website as well as on other third-party sources and tie that together. And then what that does, when you're leveraging your own web visitor data, 
and you're also using reputable third-party data, allows companies to serve up relevant content based on what the buyer is already showing interest in and engaging with, right, regardless, again, wherever they are on the internet. So if the, ha- if the targeting is accurate and it's timely and you're serving the right content, your buyer should be willing to offer up first-party data at some point, right? Very good. Sally, those are great insights. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Kim. Thank you.